The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Hello, I have a big burning question for you. Have your employees demanded a BYOD policy yet? I know it sounds like BYOB. It's not bottle, it's device. Get with the program, kids. If you don't have a BYOD policy, the writing is on the wall, or perhaps I should say it's on the tablet. Any day now, your staff will be bringing their iPhones, their iPads, and other personal mobile devices to work. So here's the big question. We know it's a trend, but is it a threat or an opportunity for you? Consultant Steve Romero says it's an opportunity, and he tells companies to leverage the consumerization of IT to advance your enterprise mobility. Big keyword for us here on Game Changers, mobility. We'll be talking to Steve in a minute. Forrester's George Laurie agrees. He has some great statistics because that's what Forrester does. George says 74% of the information workers in our survey use two or more devices for work and 52% of them use three or more. They'll be increasingly interested in work systems and personal cloud services that enable easy multi-device access, okay? And then we have a great statement from SAP CIO Oliver Busman. Thrilled to have Oliver with us today. And he warns, those of you who are BYOD laggards, you know who you are. Oliver says, to be a business front runner, it is unacceptable to be even a year or six months behind consumer trends. Oliver's approach, and kids write this down on the wall because you want to remember this, if you can't beat them, lead them. So stay with us for the next hour for State of the Device, Consumerization of IT 2012. Hello, I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thrilled to be back here on our 35th consecutive weekly live episode of Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP. And a little hint, we're also on the air on Thursdays, 1 p.m. Pacific here on the Business Channel within the cloud with Game Changers. So I'll see you again tomorrow. Let me tell you about my guests and let's hear their voices. Oliver Bussman, Executive VP and Chief Chief Information Officer of SAP AG. Oliver, strategy development, execution, and client interaction were key factors in SAP Global IT winning the coveted, listen to this, European IT Workplace of the Year 2012 Award and the European CIO of the Year Award in 2012. As reported by Forbes, a recent study puts Oliver Busman at the top of the list of most socially active CIOs in the Fortune 250 and Global 250, and he was also named one of the top 25 execs in technology by the Wall Street Journal last year. Oliver Busman, welcome to Coffee Break. How are you? Good. Hello, Bernie. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. 
Oh, delighted. And I know you're busy. We tried to get you on a couple months ago and travel intervened. So we are just thrilled to have you here. Can't wait to hear what you have to say on this. I know you have a lot to share. And let me introduce George Laurie, Vice President and Principal Analyst at Forrester Research, where he provides thought leadership helping firms capitalize on opportunities offered by changes in technology. And here's the key of why he's on today and consumer behavior. George has been quoted in the Financial Times and Retail Week. He's appeared on the BBC and Sky and he's a CIMA qualified accountant. And now you're here on Coffee Break with Game Changers by SAP. Welcome, George Laurie. How are you? That's right. Hi, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. We'll hear from you in a minute. And rounding out our panel is Steve Romero, the founder of Romero Consulting. He's a published and globally recognized IT governance evangelist and IT business value activist. That's a mouthful. I'll be asking you more about that in a minute, Steve. Steve's mission is to help companies realize the full potential of their IT investments for strategic and competitive advantage. And he is, in his busy schedule, he found time to write a book, Eliminating Us and Them, Making IT and the Business One. Sounds like a great read. Welcome, Steve. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing really well, Bonnie, and it's great to be with you again. Thank you so much. Yes, welcome back. And I interviewed you at Sapphire a couple weeks ago. Nice to see you for the first time. We were in visual contact. So let's get going. I want to talk to Oliver Busman first. Oliver, if you can't beat them, lead them. Talk to me. Consumer trends. What are you seeing from your perch atop? Go ahead. You know, definitely, you know, I had the pleasure to join the CS conference in Vegas beginning of the year, the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. And I definitely see the lines between consumer world and the uh, corporate world are quickly fading. Um, uh, con- our consumer, um, let's see, also our, our users in our corporate environment, they have access to all the nice gadgets, um, devices, uh, and mobile apps. And uh, with their user experience, they um, come into the corporate world and demand this kind of devices and apps. Um, and uh, what we see internally, we have deployed over 17,000 iPads we had the second largest um, enterprise um, um, in uh, deploying iPads and um, 13,000 iPhones, um, 1,100 um, Android devices, which we started in, in February, over 40 mobile apps, and, um, and then also over 1,100 um, mobile apps or users using, bring their own mobile devices, bring your own device to the workplace globally. We started in Asia last year. Now we are um, um, continue with uh, North America. Um, um, last week we opened up in Germany, so it's a must-do from our perspective to have that in place to enable our users uh, to um, um, empower them to, to bring their devices, uh, set up the mobile mindset. And uh, from that perspective, there's a clear collaboration uh, between um, empowerment of, of our users with these kind of state-of-the-art devices and uh, productivity efficiency point of view. So um, as a CEO of a high-tech company, my learning is I have to watch uh, those consumer trends because it's a question of time that um, these kind of trends through our users and consumers at the end at the same time will come into knocking at my door and ask for those kind of devices, apps, etc. And um, in addition to that, if you look at the, the, the major research data from Forrester, IDG, Deutsche Bank, and Gartner, um, looking at the five mega or the five trends in the enterprise IT business, 70, 80 percent are influenced by the consumer business, consumer technology mm-hmm. business like collaboration, video, mobile, etc. So overall, the key message here is as a CIO, 
uh, we have to watch out for consumer trends, consumer technology trends, so it was because it's a question of time that the consumer, our end user, will have the same demand, the same expectation in the corporate environment. Thank you, Oliver. I have a, a quick question for you before I talk to George Laurie from Forrester. My question to you is, can you imagine the picture, picture this, the first day somebody came to work and said, hi, I have an iPhone, I have an Android, I'm bringing it to work and I want to work at home, I want to bring some data home with me or I want to bring my personal laptop. Can you imagine what the person, the employer said? Uh, you know, we, we used to have rules in the workplace. You can do this, you can't do that. You can only take the data so far. You have to use the equipment we give you. What do you think was the reaction that first day when somebody started what is now a, a groundswell of consumerization of IT, Oliver? I think pretty frustration, uh, high frustration on the on the user side if you don't see that empowerment. And, and I think from an employee branding perspective, I think I think it's, it's a must-have, have to bring your own device policies in place, have state-of-the-art corporate devices, not only one device that we had in the past with RIM devices. Now, choices, have choices and pick and choose what's the best device and then give them also access to the right mobile apps. I think that's today absolutely must-have in place to attract good people. I agree. I agree. And let's hear from Forrester's George Laurie. Great statistics here, George. You say 74% of information workers in a Forrester survey use two or more devices for work and 52% use three or more. What? Tell me, three or more. What are they bringing, George? Oh, they're bringing all kinds of things. They're bringing perhaps um, their iPad, but perhaps they've got another device as well. Quite a lot of people that we found in this survey had a RIM device as well, which was interesting to see that they had them both. And uh, why do they have multiple devices? It's mm -hmm. because they're often working with multiple networks. Now, why do they work with networks? People solve problems collaboratively. Where we used to go, you know, 50 years ago to the library and look up the answer to a question, now we typically, we, we, we Google it or we ask our network of experts, people who help us. And in no industry do you see this more commonly than, say, in retail or in consumer goods. And for a long time, those industries, you know, they tried to use advertising, they tried to use trade promotions, they tried to reach people uh, in that way. And enormous sums of money were spent like that. And we think actually that mobile applications and actually direct to consumer and direct to the in-store uh, uh, associates and workers mm -hmm. is going to uh, soak up some of that revenue. We're already seeing some retailers, for example, where there's a lot of advice or there's a high-touch sales environment, what they're trying to do is to complement what people already know when they come into the store and what they've researched with access to their own network. Perhaps it's not just uh, how durable is this ski, but perhaps it's also access to their network of friends who ski in a location and know what the best snow is at the moment, which passes are open and closed, that kind of thing. So that's where we're seeing this really developing. And I think all of us who work in information, we're probably all using things like Dropbox and we're probably using Google Docs. We've probably got some of our own data that we've stored perhaps from, from previous uh, uh, employments that we want to use where we are now. And it's interesting, I'm thinking back about five years ago, you talked about the first occasion this might have happened. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to a CIO who'd just uh, gone to work in a very creative company. And he promised his people, he said, I will give you an IT environment as good as you have at home. 
And now wow. I think we're finding that everybody's beginning to need that because of their experience at home. It's really changing what they expect as the experience at, uh, in the office. And, and the same thing really happened with client server. Why was, did client server happen? Because people already had a PC at home. They had that experience. Well, now they have a mobile device at home. Now they have mobile apps. Now they have private cloud. They need and expect that at work as well. Thank you for the historical and current perspective. You look five years back. At the end of the show, as you all know, we're going to look five years ahead to 2017 in the crystal ball. I have two minutes to get Steve Romero's wonderful voice here on the show. Steve, you're advising companies to take advantage of the trend. You say leverage the consumerization of IT to advance enterprise mobility. Talk to me. Take me up to the break, please. Okay, very, very quickly. Uh, mobility is, is an asset to organizations today, and they've got to view it that way, especially the IT organization needs to view it that way. So historically in the past when we saw new innovations, new capabilities within IT, the, the struggle that we had was to get users, to get our customers to actually adopt these new capabilities. Half the battle is won with, with the consumerization of IT in that many of our customers, many of our users of, of information technology have the asset, the physical asset in their hand that, that, that begins to, to solve the, the mobility challenge. Um, having having that, that, that reciprocity, having that, that willingness to engage because they are already familiar with the user interface is half the battle. And organizations that don't view it that way, that don't look at, at, this, at this trend as, as an opportunity to actually quickly, quickly enable some of those, some of those technologies and innovations that are upon us today, they're going to be missing a, a, a monumental opportunity. Thank you, Steve. And you know what? You did what I asked. You're such a good guest. You took me up to the break. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP here on the Business Channel. And when we come back, you know what's coming next. I'm going to be asking Oliver, George, and Steve what's in their cup today. And then we're going to find out about Oliver Busman's mobile briefcase. I can't wait to hear what he's carrying to work. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com we hear it and read about it every day in the news stock prices plunging home prices receding and unemployment growing how can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy tune in to turning hard times into good times with host jay taylor Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning hard times into good times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Is marketing making us ill? And if it is, how can we heal humanity and the planet by changing 
the way we sell. This is Lynn Serafin inviting you to join me and a great lineup of thought leaders in business, media, and marketing on The Seven Graces of Marketing, Mondays at 6 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. So let the dialogue begin. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Hey, before we get our coffee orders today, I have to tell you, if you'd like to tweet to us, we have an open Twitter stream at pound sign SAP Radio, just like it sounds, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Malcolm is tweeting away, and we'll find out what he's drinking in a minute. Oliver Busman, what's in your cup today? Yeah, Bonnie, you know, lately um, I've been drinking a, a lot of our own champagne. You know, we love to drink our own champagne, and I will continue to do so. Uh, but today I'm, I'm, I'm switching to, um, um, to an energy boost drink to keep ahead of the consumer trends. Oh, I like that. Do you want to tell us what the energy boost drink is? I might want to have some because I like what you're saying, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a name brand? <laughs> no. Okay. You, um, go ahead. No, I think no, we, we, we are – Big fan here in Europe of Red Bull, so it gives you the, the energy boost to to um, to look at the, the major trends and get so excited. What's um, especially what kind of new devices I have with me? That's great, and we're going to talk about your mobile briefcase in a minute. When I hear the name Red Bull, I just get excited already, Oliver. Thank you for that, Thank George you. Laurie. What's in your cup today? Well, I've got to tell you, it's not coffee. It's a cup of delicious Darjeeling tea, and the reason I'm mm. drinking Darjeeling tea. I should say I'm drinking it out of a Jubilee cup because it's the Queen's Jubilee at the moment, as you probably know. That's but the real reason right. I'm drinking it is because it's, uh, it's a drink which is drunk all over the world, but it's drunk differently by different communities. And it makes me think a little bit about the way that IT, which you know started off as very formalized and very centralized, is now becoming much less formal. It's becoming consumerized, and it'll go off and it'll be drunk differently, and it'll be treated differently in different places. How apt. What a great metaphor. Thank you. We've never had that before. Let's talk to Steve Romero. What are you drinking today, Steve? Oh, yeah. I remember the last time you asked me this, I was drinking some of the coffee provided at the Sapphire Conference, which I mentioned was serviceable, but not quite up to my wife's coffee, and that's what I'm enjoying today. Straight out of the French press, a Guatemala blend, and it's delicious. Wonderful. Well, we have a lot of interesting drinks, and let's see what Malcolm is drinking today. A hot, dark, rich cup of Equator Coffee's French Roast. It's fair trade and organic. Thank you, Malcolm. For And by the way, Malcolm tweeted that to pound sign SAP Radio Coffee if you want to see our other Twitter stream. So let's get back to business here. Oliver Busman, rumor has it you're carrying a mobile briefcase, and it's packed with great devices. What are you carrying and why? Yeah, I think today, um, since... Two weeks ago, um, I'm carrying um, uh, the brand new um, um, Samsung um, Galaxy S3, um, which is a perfect device. It's um, 
the five inch um, display, um, high definition, uh, four processors of um, one gigabyte uh, memory. Uh, memory. So it's a super light device that I love, and you know, I exchanged it for a Galaxy Note, um, which is a little bit bigger. And um, I think it's a perfect smartphone um, plus the you know, the chance to read documents and information on the fly. So it's a perfect device from my perspective. And uh, I expect a huge demand also uh, looking at our internal users that um, uh, people ask uh, for this kind of device because it's, I think this is the right now the state of the art, the number one smartphone looking at the, the, the specs here. My second device is, is an iPad because, um, to be honest, without an iPad, I cannot live anymore because it has changed my, <laughs> my, my entire business life. Um, yes. Especially um, um, since, uh, you, know, I, you know, I do a lot of um, reading, uh, internal corporate information, financial information, sales information, everything on my iPad, including the outside world, what's going on in the social media and on um, uh, and the different uh, blocks, etc. So it's a perfect device to absorb information, make faster decisions. And then I switched entirely my office last week, um, uh, paperless, because my now we have an app here, kind of briefcase that uh, my assistant put in there all the documents for my different meetings. So I'm going to meetings now um, that um, all the documents are in there, organized by the meeting sequence, and um, so it's great to have all necessary information for my meetings with me without having any, any, any printouts. Isn't that wonderful? And, and I want to introduce the E-word, Oliver. The E-word is exciting, excitement. I hear excitement in your voice. I have the newest device. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It's changed your life. Now, we're talking about specifically consumerization of IT, and we know consumer trends happen for a reason, not always the IT reason that we're talking about from the business perspective, but consumers want something new and exciting. They don't want to be bored. They want to also have a, an element of status. Would you say that some Somebody wants to walk in with the latest and the greatest and the sexiest device, Oliver. Are you seeing this? Absolutely, we see that because um, um, yes. if you talk in a typical desktop environment, you do talk about three, four years replacement cycle. We hear here, we see here, um, maybe a maximum two years that somebody will keep a smartphone and and, and an iPad or a tablet. So um, enabling them with the latest consumer devices in a secure, professional, and scalable way, I think mm -hmm. it's one of the number one topics that a CEO has to embrace um, because uh, this excitement is also a great um, uh, success factor for more productivity, um, innovation, uh, looking at the employees. Exactly. And, you know, that's interesting. Tomorrow on In the Cloud with Game Changers, we're going to be talking about the question mark skills gap in the workforce. And I'm having Dr. Stephen T. Hunt from Success Factors, interesting you should mention that, mm -hmm. talking about how we have to reinvent and rethink what jobs really are. So thank you for giving me a little segue for that sure. pitch, Oliver. I appreciate that. So I want to talk to George Laurie for a minute. George here, you uh, mentioned to me before the show, you talk about consumerization of IT means, and you have to explain this to me, direct-to-consumer and direct-to-employee is the new trade funds in the the last decade, we saw huge growth in trade funds at the expense of advertising. Now it's the turn of direct-to-consumer and direct-to-grow at the expense of trade spend. you got to bring me up to speed on this, George Laurie. What is this about? <laughs> sure. Okay, Bonnie, I'd be happy to do that. Um, if you think about, for example, North America, 
Um, there's an enormous number of new products being introduced all the time. You mentioned it yourself that consumers like new stuff. And uh, every year there's more than 200,000 new items listed just in grocery stores alone. Now, to get those items on the shelf, normally the firms have to, have to pay something. They have to, to pay for the product introduction. They have to pay the retailers effectively to list them. That's called trade funds. But one of the things that we found from our consumer panel is that people learn about these new products in the store. And when they learn about them, they want to know everything about it. They want to scan the barcode. They want to find behind that barcode, because behind the barcode is the data about its provenance. How was it made? Uh, were there any pesticides used in creating it? How do you cook it? How do you eat it? All that kind of thing. How do you use it? How do you take care of it? They want to do that. And it's one of the things that's really driving consumerization uh, it, to, the, uh, to, the, to the end consumer, that they are carrying these devices around with them they're, they're looking at new merchandise, and from, from the merchandise uh, manufacturer's perspective and also from the retailer's perspective, it's a chance to reach them directly there, to send them a message, to play some video on their phone while they're, while they're, they're scanning this barcode, and to explain to them how they should use it and why they should buy it. And, and increasingly, where you need much more advice and much more consulting, that message is going to be to the employee. And the employee who's helping to advise the consumer would also be plugged into their own network. Does that make it any clearer? It, it does a lot. Thank you. I'm thinking back to uh, one of my guests today mentioned about certain industries using uh, devices like iPads on the floor, and I think we talked about retail. I, I know uh, one of our previous guests several months ago, Brent Leary, talked about the automobile industry empowering car salesmen on the floor in the showroom to have at the tip of their fingertips access to all of the, shall we say, virtual brochures. So no longer is it, oh, I'll pick up a piece of paper that's fancy and glossy and hand it to the prospect or the rebuyer. I'm just going to show them all the latest research or answer their questions on my iPad right this very second. So we have changed that flow back, haven't we? We've, we've given the salespeople the ability to tap into data. We've given them the ability to send consumer information back to the quote-unquote home office so we do have a really good flow and a good interaction this is exciting I don't, I don't care what your position is or how you slice it or dice it we're talking about a new era of excitement of information and we want to get to steve romero now uh, steve you say many pundits believe the consumerization of it is the start of a shift this is very very important a shift about who is making decisions about technology in an enterprise and recently when we talked to guests about branding, Steve, we said that your brand is in the hands of the public, of the consumers, of the tweeters and the Facebook posters. So talk to me about who is making decisions about technology in the enterprise today. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's a tragic story in that uh, it's, it's taken years to devolve into the state that's in, that it's in right now, and that's basically that many organizations, unfortunately, leave that to, to IT and leave it to the technologists. Now, I'm an IT person. I've spent my entire career in IT, so I, I'm not blasting. You know, I come from that camp. Uh, but it started as, you know, we were making these decisions behind, you know, glass walls and air-conditioned rooms, and we were the technologists. We understood technology, and, and the business delegated those decisions to, to us. And at, at the beginning of, uh, beginnings of IT, that was okay. But that delegation soon devolved into abdication of those decisions. 
And the more that they that the business abdicated those decisions to IT and left those decisions to IT and left all of the governance and process capability that was required to make those decisions and implement those decisions and realize those decisions, they left that to IT. They became fur- they became more detached from that decision-making process to the point where the technologists and the IT organizations became the sole decision-makers of tech, of, about information technology. It, it's caused problems that we could do another talk segment on uh, and mm-hmm. just by itself. So the key is, is to get the business and IT to make those decisions as a collective, to collaborate on those decisions, to make them together. In fact, I actually prefer, and this is coming from an IT perspective, I actually mm-hmm. prefer the business to be driving those decisions. Unbeknownst to most organizations out there, it's the governance of those decisions that's key. The trick is is to get the business back at that table. So when when they when the users come in now with that iPad in their hand or that smartphone in their hand, mm-hmm. and they say, "This is the technology I want. This is the technology I want to use. Mm-hmm. Let's make this happen." IT can say, "Yes, let's make it happen. Have a seat." And now we can start having them. You know, we can give them a seat at those t- at the, at those tables where we're doing strategic planning, where we're doing architecture management, where we're doing risk management, where we're doing security, where we're doing, I mean, on and on and on. All the things that have been left to IT, now we can get get those users and those customers that are excited about these new technologies, that have an interest in those technologies, that that are holding them in their hand and want to know how how to use them. Let's bring them back into the fore and make them part of the forums that make it happen. Wow, and and if you're not excited and passionate, I don't know what else to describe, Steve Romero. Oliver, we have about uh, 30 seconds before break. I'd like Oliver Busman to comment on what Steve was talking about. Any anything you'd like to add before we I go think, out? I think I think uh, <laughs> I think we have to balance a little bit here. Sure, I think um, IT uh, the CEO has to be in a driver's seat. I think there's a high risk that um, because all the services mm-hmm. are available um, all for the lines of business to bypass the, the IT organization. But I think we have to find the right balance between sexy, simple, uh, exciting, and uh, secure, scalable, um, and sustainable. So that's the role of an IT organization, um, um, but it requires that we have to watch those kind of consumer trends um, early stage to make sure that uh, if something um, is available, how to use it in a more rapid way. Thank you. That's the voice of, of, of the voice of experience here from the SAP perspective. Oliver Busman, George Laurie, Steve Romero are my very special guests today. We are having a rousing conversation on consumerization of IT. You're not going to want to miss the next part of our roundtable. We'll talk a little bit more about the serious part, a little less fun, governance of IT. What happens to that information? You walk into work with your mobile devices. You walk out with, uh-oh, Maybe proprietary data. How is the company going to protect their assets? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're heading for our next break. We'll be right back with more. Don't even think of touching that mouse. And a quick shout-out to Margaret for tweeting about us today. And Margot, always happy to have you on board. I even see tweets from Oliver Busman. He's multifaceted, multi-talented. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more Coffee Break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com Voice America Business Network The bottom line in business You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP to speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. We're going to talk to Oliver Bussman about this continuing consumerization of IT trends, and I want to talk to Oliver about the serious part, the heavy-duty part, the part where you have to put your gavel on the desk as the judge and jury and say, what are we willing to let people have on their personal devices when they leave work? Oliver, what's your point of view, your POV on this, please? I think, I think definitely, I think we have to balance um, uh, between the consumer world and also the enterprise world and um, open up uh, the um, enterprise, the corporate world for more consumer devices. Definitely something that a CEO has to work on. But the number one topic is in the past we had one corporate device um, and was secured, um, and now we open up for Android, Apple, and Windows devices. The key question is, is there software out there, mobile device management tools out there to configure, monitor, deploy apps um, so that there's an end-to-end um, security in place? And that's the number one question that a lot of CIOs face is, how can I make sure that those devices are, um, are secure, scalable, and I can automate the whole deployment and monitoring? 
Um, and the, the second question is then if you have pick and choose a software and, and we are using our own software, we're drinking our own champagne with SAP Afari as a, as a mobile device management tool. The, the, the second question, what kind of devices you want to allow because um, uh, yes, you want to provide choices, but there is, from my perspective, there's a limit um, what kind of devices you want to provide access to the internal employees. Exactly. So do you take nominations of devices, Oliver? How does the process work? I'm, I'm really curious. I do work for SAP, and I know mm-hmm. that uh, SAP has given me an iPhone. I also have a personal iPhone. I, I have the iPad now. I've got mm-hmm. a couple of computers here. Some are mine, some are yours. But the point is, who decides? Is this said uh, you have somebody who sits and looks at the trends in mobility and personal devices? Okay, this month we're going to add this, but nothing else for six months until we get the governance in place. How do you decide? I think the, the, the key decision point is is that uh, device already supported by the, the the mobile device management tool. This is the, the key point uh, because um, Apple devices, Android devices, they're not coming with that mobile device management tool like uh, this typical BlackBerry environment. So enabled um, device, uh, devices, I think, is a key decision point for me that I will allow. Like in this case, we we allow now Android. Um, Galaxy uh, devices from from Samsung because they are fully supported now by Faria, uh, the tablets, the smartphones, even the new devices, and that's for me a clear clear indication. Uh, the first hurdle to say, yeah, there's a need for uh, there is a security uh, management tools in place to to support that. And the number two is um, um, I, we get a lot of emails, we get a lot of uh, we have interaction with our internal social media. Uh, folks are asking for a certain device, and then we see if there's a demand for a certain device, and we we try to offer that. Thank you, George Laurie. Tell me a little more about recent research by Forrester, if you can. What are you seeing along the lines of what Oliver is discussing? Well, I think that he's got his finger exactly on it. It's it's really all about the other MDM, not master data management, but mobile device management. Uh-huh. Typically in future, you know, in, in, even today, we're seeing people who've got some of their own apps and some of their own data, and they need that to do their work, but they've also got some of the company's apps and some of the company's data on. So you need some sort of layered security. So if they lose their device, you can remotely uh, wipe your own data and perhaps your own apps uh, while not destroying theirs or if they perhaps leave or something like that. Uh, I think we're seeing that that's really the critical thing and rather than necessarily making a choice um, themselves about which devices are or aren't supported, it's really whether the mobile device management supports that device and that determines whether it can work or not. Interesting. Do you, you know, people are looking to work for interesting companies that will make them feel satisfied and worthwhile and give them enough challenges and enough forward mobility in their careers today. George, is there any research or do you have a a personal POV on this that companies that have an active and very progressive consumerization of IT BYOD policy are going to draw that type of employee who says, wow, look what I can bring to work. They understand me. They want me to be productive and mobile. Do you think that's going to be a selling point for companies? We do have some research about that, and we have it um, uh, segmented by generation. So we've ah. looked at the Gen Xs and the Gen Ys, for example, and for some of them, uh, it's, it's a very important decision in who they work for. Can I bring my own device? 
Very, very interesting. Steve Romero, I want to get you in on this. Uh, you wrote a book called Eliminating and Quote Us and Them, meaning us as opposed to them. I guess that's management versus workers, making IT and the business one. And I think that's really what we're talking about today is, is the position of IT, the old role, the new role, the evolving role, and the business. And we've got the consumers who are employees all in that mix What, what was your, what, what your findings, your research in the book? I don't know how old the book was, but tell us a little bit about that. Well, it came out last year, and the us and them is actually the business in IT. And, and unfortunately, I think most of the people that are picking up the book are in IT, when I actually I was hoping that the business would actually pick up the book. I mean, the three uh-huh. major tenets of the book, the three major pillars of the book are IT governance, process, and organizational behavior. The things that I have found are, are the key to eliminating the us-and-them relationship between IT and the business. So if you're on the IT side, us is, you know, the information technology organization, them is the business. If you're on the them side, I mean, if you're on the business side, then them is, is IT. Uh, and, again, the key is, is to get IT and the business to start sharing in decisions that unfortunately have devolved into mostly IT-only decisions, um, uh, invoking end-to-end process so that you're not just looking at your own functional silo and your own little piece of the work, but you're actually understanding what, what we're trying to do for the customer on an end-to-end basis and the products and services that are going to delight the customer. And then finding the right people that have the, the right behaviors that are hopefully driven by the values of the organization that allow them to function in that governance and process construct. And, and the, the key is, again, it's not just a business or it's not just an IT in any of those models but really getting both of those, of those, of those entities to, to actually incorporate every one of those things that I just described and be involved in every one of those things that I described so that after a while there is no us and them, it's all we. And the fact that some of us are technologists and some of us are the actual business users and consumers actually becomes blurred over time. Interesting. Oliver, I want to hear what you have to say on this. Any comments on Steve? Yeah, I agree. I think it's, 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 it's blurring the line. And um, I think, I, again, as I said before, I think we have, to, um, um, we have to watch those consumer trends and, and, and think about um, how can we embrace this early stage and, and figure out sometimes if something is not working from a security perspective to provide an alternative solution. So uh, from, from that pers- perspective, I think the role of the CIO uh, is in the middle of a big change here. Very much Very so. interesting. Yeah, yeah. This, this is Steve Bonney. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not trying to, to dismiss the, the mundane <laughs> or the less sexy aspects of this. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I talk to customers and users, yes, I tell them to embrace this consumerization of IT, but that doesn't obviate the need to create device policies to ensure that all data is encrypted to have a plan in place for lost or stolen devices, to monitor and control network use, because we're going to see huge, huge taxing of the networks that we have in place, and many of them aren't ready. And then obviously, you know, our other guests have already talked about augmenting the infrastructure with mobile device management, and then there's desktop as a service, you know, virtual desktop infrastructures that can create the, the virtual uh, instances that were described earlier where we have, you know, enterprise data on one, in one virtual uh, instance, and then we have the, the app data, the consumer data separated in another virtual instance. That's all necessary. The key is to have the business and IT participating in those forums that address every one of those areas. So it doesn't appear as if IT is, is, is limiting 
or controlling uh, the capability as opposed to doing everything they can to enable it by, by addressing those things and then offering the technology in the best possible way, addressing the security that Oliver just mentioned. Thank you. And I have a question for Oliver. Oliver, as you, in your position as CIO over a, a humongous company, very much involved right now with this shift in trend in consumerization of IT, is there a handbook? Is there a uh, initiation where new employees go through where they're told, okay, these are the devices, these are the policies, this is the governance? How do you uh, – quickly, we have one minute before break. Uh, but how do you communicate all that? Because there are rules of the road, clearly, that mm-hmm. have to be embraced. How do you do it? Absol- absolutely. And then uh, now with the, the, uh, the multiple devices that we introduced over the last two years, we, we try to move folks to our wiki pages, Web 2.0 websites, to – Find uh, have a central place in place that they can find all the uh, required information. What kind of devices are available? Uh, how to to if there is question, how to fix certain issues to reduce. So people are fully um, empowered to to um, go there and and find support instead of calling the help desk. On the other side, also we, we are now also introduced the, the kind of Apple experience. Uh, in the support environment. Uh, we have already two uh, mobile solution centers in place in India and in London. We open up in North America and in Germany over the next two or three weeks. That It's kind of genius bar. You go into there, you can test drive all available devices and then mm. get help if you, if you have any issues, uh, technical issues uh, with one of your devices. That's very exciting, and we're going to go to our final break. When we come back, it's time for my guests to gaze into their crystal ball of knowledge, wisdom, and predict five years from today, 2017, what will consumerization of IT look like? Will we call it that? Will it have a sexy new name? Invent something. You don't want to miss this final segment of today's edition of Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and we will be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com if you're ready to find your personal brand look no further than brand your fire get what you want radio with host monica magnetti to achieve success in business who you are and how you're presenting yourself makes all of the difference some of the topics discussed on our show include personal branding what it is and how it will help you we'll discuss the aspects of this including how to create a brand drive traffic and increase seo brand your fire get what you want radio airs live every tuesday at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern on voice america business when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap 
To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.graham at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are, and it's crystal ball time, and I want to find out what my three very esteemed guests see gazing forward five years. Oliver Busman, CIO of SAP, what do you see coming ahead for this trend we've been talking about, Oliver? Yeah, what I see, um, definitely the bring your own device is, is going to explode in the next 12 months. Uh, definitely what we see because employees and people uh, want freedom to choose what mobile devices uh, they want to use. Um, and we have to provide the infrastructure um, and also the, deliver the apps that meet those needs. I think that's, that's definitely a clear um, um, a trend, especially if you want to attract good people um, uh, from an employee brand perspective. I think it's a must-do uh, to have that enabled uh, globally um, um, kind of working environment. From a device perspective, definitely uh, we'll see that um, um, smartphones have definitely the, the, the computer power, the power of desktop and laptops, uh, for example, this, the, the new uh, Galaxy S3, there are four processors there that uh, have the power like a smartphone. I think this will continue. You will see this kind of development. Uh, what we also see is beside um, the Apple devices, Android is now also f- getting fully secured and monitored with mobile device management tools. Uh, you will see a higher adoption and penetration of Android devices uh, over the next um, 12 months and and. and and um, the years to come, I think that that's a see. I think uh, Windows 8 is a great opportunity that we have to watch to see if um, uh, the vision that or the, the promise that uh, that Microsoft promised to uh, kind of hybrid model between mobile and laptop that uh, potentially you don't need any more laptops. I think that's something mm. that we have to watch over the next eight to ten months because they have a mobile front and a traditional front on, on your tablets. And uh, this is one of the biggest challenges we still still have in place that um, we see more and more devices instead of getting rid of devices like a laptop. And uh, what we also see that, uh, um, and, and we're working on it as part of our unified communication program, uh, we see that video consumption is taking off on the consumer side and also on the business side. Um, so you see more and more. Um, uh, the, the, I think the consumption on the private uh, personal side will go up on the video consumption. We will see also a similar trend um, uh, internally with um, uh, moving training videos on that, um, um, connecting mobile devices, tablets into telepresence uh, infrastructure. So the whole video piece, I think uh, my, 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 our prediction in the next um, a few years will definitely uh, will be an important topic here to mention. And then I think I'm, I'm still waiting that the interfaces, um, how you manage mobile devices, how you maneuver mobile apps mm-hmm. will change over time. I, I predict that if uh, the mobile device manager will find a way to integrate more gesture and uh, voice control in there, the way how you manage mobile app, this will open up a new marketplace for different devices. So I think that's a question of time in the next three to five years that we see uh, maybe a way that we move away from keyboards 
or um, touchscreens into more motion detection, gesture uh, uh, control devices. Um, um, so overall, I think um, the, 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 the whole um, consumer technology uh, will accelerate um, and, and um, uh, will play an important role, even bigger role, going forward in the enterprise IT business. Thank you, Oliver. You heard it first here, everyone. Oliver Busman, CIO. Great predictions. We're going to look ahead and we're going to see if they come true. George Laurie, Forrester, what's in the future that you see from your Forrester perspective, George? Okay, Bonnie, so I think it won't be just uh, their uh, own devices that uh, individuals will bring to work. They're going to also bring uh, their own personal cloud and access it. They're going to have Mm. their own digital vault with all their experience, all their contacts, everything they've ever done, everyone they've ever known is going to be there. And it's going to accelerate, really, the trend for the CIO to become more like the CFO, just as the CFO is responsible for producing reliable numbers, reliable results. Um, I think we'll see the CIO being held responsible, have a kind of fiduciary responsibility, if you like, for the quality of the data and its accuracy and its timeliness. But just as the CFO is also encouraged to use other people's money, he's encouraged to use leverage to reward the shareholders more quickly and at a higher level, I think we'll see the CIO also encouraged to leverage other people's data and other people's networks. So that's what I think will happen. Thank you very much. And Steve Romero, Romero Consulting, what do you see coming ahead in your crystal ball, Steve? You, you know, when you first asked this question, you said look out to you know, 2017. And four mm-hmm. years from now seems like a lifetime oh, to even begin to be able to imagine what might be taking place then. But, you know, let's say let's look at the hardware first. Wouldn't it be wonderful if, if you, as soon as you walk into your building, whatever device you have, you, it, it receives a message instantly where the enterprise is actually talking to you and says, we see you have device N. Would you like to use this device at work? And you answer yes. And then you wow. put the device up and you hold the camera up to your eye and it does a retina scan. It identifies you as being the person that's holding that device. And then all of a sudden that cloud that George was just talking about, that data that enables you to 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 succeed in your in your job and your role in that enterprise is available to you and all the things that you need at your disposal are instantly you know in that device that you brought in no matter what the device is i mean wow that that sounds amazing but beyond the 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 fun things to think about as far as what the hardware might might allow us to do my hope is that four years from now the consumerization of it trend will have blended IT and the business. And I know I keep talking about this, but it's so key. Where we're, we're at Best Buy and we're looking at a device and one of the first things we're thinking about is, hmm, if I have this device, how will it be, how will it make me more effective in my enterprise? How will it make me more effective in serving my customers and working with my team members? How can I leverage this for, for, for value in my work life as much as I'm looking at the value that it gives me and the freedom and the abilities that it gives me in my personal life? as well as looking at some of those things, again, that we've been talking about that business users don't know or our users don't normally think about. Is this secure? Am I, am I, am I you know, opening up too much risk to my organization? Actually have them with the mindset of thinking about the things that, again, historically IT has had to think about because hopefully we're blending IT and the business more. We get our, our, our users thinking about those things as well. 
Thank you, Steve. And you know what? It's time for me to talk about the future. And the future here on SAP Radio is just one week away, and in some cases, one day away. So let's do it. Next week, June 6th, we're going to be talking about reaching a multicultural audience. Very important topic, June 13th, retail banking of the future. You want to hear that one. Tomorrow, May 31st, on In the Cloud with Game Changers, we'll be talking with Bridging the Job Skills Gap, Work Redefined, and the following week, Virtualization in the Private Cloud. I think we're bumping into topics all over the place here. If you are a business listener and you would like to have your own complimentary Coffee Break with Game Changers mug, we've got a whole bunch of them sitting on the shelf waiting for you. Go to sapgamechangersradio.com. That's www.sapgamechangersradio.com. Register, and we will send you, and the mugs are gorgeous. You can have champagne, you can have Darjeeling tea, you can have energy water. You can't have Steve Romero's wife's coffee. That's the only thing we can't send you. <laughs> I want to do a shout-out to Patricia Harris, Joan Sherlock, Malcolm Kimberlin. A special shout-out to Eileen. Thank you so much for your help. And we have so many new tweeters today, but I want to thank Liz and Eric and Ozzy and Anita. Margo, you're back. Thank you, Malcolm, as always, and everybody for supporting the show. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This has been a great look at consumerization of IT. We'll be back with lots more innovative, interesting, game-changing guests and ideas right here next week on Coffee Break with Game Changers. Over and out. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign SAPRADIO. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.